Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show. It's for you, those that work so hard for your money and you're ready for your money. Start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom and cash flow today. You don't want to have to wait 30 or 40 years from now, but you want it right now so you can live that life that you love with those that you love. But most importantly, guys, it's not just about getting rich. It's not just about getting out of the rat race and having been financially independent. More importantly, it's about creating wealth. It's about allowing you to be able to create a ripple effect through the lives of those around you. And that's the beauty of this, guys, is that the bigger, more prosperous you become, the more free you become, the more liberated you are, the greater blessing you can be in the lives of those around you. Thank you so much for tuning in, allowing me to share that ripple effect through you. Thank you for tuning in. You've been binging, you've been sharing with others, and we couldn't express enough gratitude for what you guys have been doing because you really are the best listeners and we really appreciate it. As a reminder, if you haven't done so already, go to our website. Well, there's moneyripples.com. You can go to our website there. Uh, there's a passive income calculator that you can actually go and take to find out just exactly in your situation how much passive income you could create in the next 12 months. So I'd love to be able to get the feedback, hear what you guys are getting. If it's definitely something that's a higher number, there's action that needs to be taken. So guys, definitely go and check that out today. Hey, are you looking for another great podcast to listen to? One about investing and not only just investing, but learning about cool deals like investing in apartments that does not require you to have to be an accredited investor or have a million dollars. Hey, if you want to check that out, go check out my friend Lane Kawaoka's site, simplepassivecashflow.com. He's got a great podcast also called Simple Passive Cashflow that you can check out on YouTube, iTunes, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. If you want some great education and to learn about great ways to invest in other types of deals without, again, needing a ton of money, check it out, simplepassivecashflow.com or look up Simple Passive Cashflow on YouTube or your podcast app. Check it out. All right, so I've brought on a special guest today, someone that you may not have heard of, but I definitely have, Eric Vinetti. Eric is actually one of our clients here in Money Ripples. Many of you guys always keep asking me, okay, what's this actually look like when the rubber hits the road? How do people actually create passive income? So you hear me talk about the concepts all the time, but I figured it'd be really valuable, just like we do, but usually about at least once a month, bring on somebody who actually has been there and now doing it. So you can kind of get that feel. A little background on Eric, besides just being an awesome guy, I know him and I have been talking back and forth, whether it's through email or phone or Zoom or whatever for the last few years. The one thing that's amazing about Eric is that he actually went into the field that I was planning to go into. He went into organizational psychology, worked for uh, Xerox for uh, for several decades, a couple decades there. And then now as a consultant, uh, be able to help companies and consult with them and, and things of that nature. He's now empty nested someplace that I'm still hoping to become someday. <laughs> we can never get our 5 million children out. Definitely. Uh, he's empty nested. They got their dog living a wonderful life and definitely a big focus on not just the money, but especially I love that he has a focus on health, longevity, and just happiness within his family. Eric, welcome to our show. Thanks, Chris. It's a pleasure to be here. It's just taking us, as you know, taking us a while to make this happen. So I'm looking forward to our conversation today. 
And I had no idea that you wanted to be an IO psychologist. So that, that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told people I always go into business consulting, right? But I actually was going to organizational behavior, was going to get my MBA in that yeah. and try to consult companies, tell them what they're doing wrong so I can walk out with a big paycheck and they can exactly. fix their, you know, <laughs> their employees and things like that. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you took the path that I almost took myself. That's great. Yeah. yeah. We have to share some more stories sometime. <laughs> For sure. Well, tell us more about you. I mean, give us more about your background and how you were raised growing up, even just with your career and everything, just your yeah. life path here. I guess um, what most people would say is sort of an interesting upbringing, just life. But my father was a physician. He's passed now. But And the interesting part of it was he was married nine times. Eight women. One of them he married twice. Don't ask me why, but he did. As I got older, he and I were always best friends. It wasn't like it damaged the relationship or anything. I just learned to appreciate him for who he was. And I think it helped me try to appreciate others in life in a different way, even though they may not have the same perspective or values that I do. I was just the opposite. I wasn't going to get married till I got my education out of the way. And I was I was uh, what I call uh, situated, if you will, and stable. And I was only going to do it once. And that was it, right? But life's not that easy. Anyway, that's from a family side. Most people would say that was not a normal upbringing, but it never felt that way. It felt just the opposite. You mentioned I worked for Xerox for 20 years. I got my PhD in IO psychology, and then I went to work for Xerox, and I worked in the U.S. and abroad for a few years as well, which was a great experience, and then shifted into the HROD consulting. Been doing that for the last 15 years. Uh, my wife, Gigi, uh, is someone that I've known pretty much all my life. We actually went to high school together. And in high school, I dated her best friend. <laughs> but we went our separate ways. And then after both being divorced, 32 years later, we came back together and ended up being married. So yeah, we've been together for a while now. Wow. Uh, life is funny, the twists and turns it takes. <laughs> so you can't really say you married your high school sweetheart. You married your your high school sweetheart's friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was always in and out of our house. You know, I just knew her as a another one of the gang, so to speak. Yeah, it was interesting. I had a work gig in uh, Boise, Idaho, and I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina at the time. And she and I had connected through Facebook, which I don't even do anymore. But at the time, we were friends on Facebook. And I reached out to her and said, hey, guess what? I'm coming to Boise for some work. And she said, well, let's get together. And we had dinner and it was like... 32 years previous, never skipped a beat. And we've been together ever since. So it was awesome. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Where do you guys live now? We live in the uh, Phoenix area, Tempe. Yeah. Tempe area. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Obviously you were going down this corporate path like many have, and even many that are listening to the show right now. When did you first start to think, okay, I need to get my mind around doing something different. Like maybe trying to do the whole get out of the rat race, something yeah. more in the alternative investment space. What really turned that on for you? Maybe a combination of things. I think I always had an interest in investing. It's just something I've always found fascinating. I love reading about historical, I'll call uh, investors, you know, John Templeton's of the world and Warren Buffett's and that everybody knows and even more common or maybe some folks that some folks don't know, uh, like Howard Marks, who started Oak Tree Capital. He's a brilliant financial mind, has a wonderful newsletter every month or so. Anyway, I've always been fascinated by it. I've always stuck my toe in the water and dabble with stocks and bonds, more so with stocks bonds. I never really fully understood until I got a little older. 
but it was always from the standpoint of a, accumulation. I never really thought about it from a an income perspective. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you're working, you've got the income you need. You didn't, it just never really occurred to me that maybe I needed to think differently about that as I progressed through different phases of life. And it really started to become resonate with me more in, in the last few years as my wife and I started thinking more about you know, we don't want to do this forever. She's still working. She's talking about retiring this year. I still like what I do in a way that I think I can still add value. And I don't have to work that hard to make a decent dollar. The problem with my work is I'm always on the road. So it does impact my life in a significantly detrimental way at times because I don't have enough time at home. Mm. And so that's the big downside for me. And it's when I got to the point where I said, I just don't want to do this all the time. I don't want to be living in a hotel. I really started thinking more about, okay, I've got to shift. We've got to shift from accumulating money to how are we going to draw that money and you know live off of it or try to work, make it work more for us as opposed to us working for it. And it was just a mindset change. And I, when I became introduced to you initially and you and I started talking and you exposed me to some potential opportunities that I had no idea anything about. And I had never really gotten into this space, a private equity type of investments. And I became more intrigued about it and realized that this is a time of life where we need to start shifting how we think about things and how we're utilizing our money. Not to get too long-winded on it, I read a book not too long ago too that really impacted my thinking. It's called Die With Zero. I don't know if you've heard of that one. A gentleman who wrote it, I think don't correct me if I'm wrong, but Bill Foster, I believe is his name, and he's a former hedge fund manager, maybe still is, but it's a really interesting book that I had always been raised that you save, 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 earn, 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 mm-hmm. and then you die and everything gets passed to your heirs, right? And you're saving to almost build up this pot of money that other people are going to then enjoy and benefit from. And I watched my grandfather die after, you know, from a stroke after working all his life and hardly ever even taking a vacation. I watched my father die from a stroke and he was semi-retired at the time. And I said, you know, that's, I don't want that. I don't want to go that way. And I want to start enjoying life. And that book really shifted my way of thinking because it's not so much that he's actually saying you should die with zero. Mm -hmm. He's saying you should start to think about how you're going to spend your money at some point you've accumulated enough. And now it's time to shift to thinking about how can I spend this money and actually start providing money to my heirs now so they can use it as they need to in different phases of their life versus dying. And then they're 60 years old and they've got all all this money that they're probably never going to utilize. And I thought he's right. You know, that's it just, I need to shift my mindset. So it really got us thinking more deeply about it. And that's where I, I transitioned to more of an income-based type of approach and have very little money in the market these days. Very little. And that's probably good, especially after 2022. It was kind of brutal, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. And I back in 2018, and I posted this on the Ripples forum of maybe a month or two ago, somebody asked a question about precious metals and I provided my two cents. I know you read it because you commented and so did Craig, but about... 2018, I got into precious metals because I thought at that time the crap was coming, but nobody could tell you when, of course. No one does have a crystal ball. 
but I was preparing for that. So I started shifting money into gold and silver and, and investments related to that and still have it sitting there because it's done so well and it's and it protected us during the during last year. We actually ended up about one percent ahead on the year versus people losing twenty, thirty percent. And that you know, that doesn't account for your income and private equity investments because you don't know what the returns are on some of those things initially. Right. That's fantastic. Now, if I recall, I think the very first time you and I got connected was through Brian Fouts, who was a previous yeah. guest on this podcast. Right? Yeah, with I think Elevation you're right. Group. That's right. That's yeah. right. In fact, I think our first conversation was even about just infinite banking, but then it That's kind of evolved right. from there into the investing yeah. side, wasn't it? Which is one thing that we haven't done, you know, and I know that I need to, Craig and I went with, worked with Parker and got quite far down the path yeah. and then decided I'm not going to do it at this moment in time because we were trying to do some other stuff with the money, but I need to go back and, and work with Craig and Parker to revisit that because we still want to establish a, a policy or two that way. Yeah. I can definitely see the benefits from it. Oh, for sure. With the investing side of things too, right? What were some of the obstacles or even just the, maybe the challenges mentally for you to have to shift? Because obviously, like you said, you've been in that accumulation mindset, shifting to that that income, passive income type mindset. It's very, although it shouldn't be very different, it's such a night and day difference. What were some of the challenges you had and how were you able to overcome that to bridge that gap and say, now I see it, I'm looking at my money differently. What was that for you? For me, Fear of the unknown. And I say that in the sense of, let's put it this way. If your your investments are through the stock market, in our minds, we believe at least, and I did, because mm-hmm. I would study stocks and I'd study companies that I thought I was interested in and so forth. And I thought through that type of analysis, I could determine what's a good investment, right? Or what's yeah. going to be a safe, high quality investment that might throw off a dividend every <laughs> month or quarter mm-hmm. and you can earn some income that way. Um, and there's there's truth to that. But when you start thinking about doing stuff like working with land acquisition in mm-hmm. oil and mineral rights, for example, it almost feels like you're speculating. And in your own mind, that's the process you work through is, oh, it's so much safer and it's so much more predictable to invest in a stock that you know is a high quality company. Mm-hmm. Than to do something like this where you don't know anything about the sponsor necessarily. What I trusted for me, what really helped, to be honest, was you and Craig and your team doing vetting of the sponsors before you ever even brought them forward, right? Mm-hmm. That was huge for me because I didn't know what I didn't know. I'm much more comfortable now having met some of the sponsors and talked to them multiple times, went out on a field trip, the Oklahoma City field trip recently. My wife and I went. It was a great learning experience and also a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to their partner conference in San Antonio next week, which we're going to go to. And I know some of the Ripplers are going to go. And, you know, you start to get a comfort level with them as a team and as a sponsor and realize this is not only a a good investment opportunity, given the, the macro environment that we're faced with these days, but these are the real deal. These people are the real deal. And they're working hard to try to not only protect our money, but help us grow it and generate income. You can't help but like Troy. I mean, he's just a personality all in himself, but, but high energy and just a very likable person. But yeah, that's what got me over the hump. I had had done a little bit of private equity investment prior to coming to meet you. 
there are two multifamily investments that are in my backyard in the Phoenix Valley. They've sort of no brainers when you looked at them as value add multifamily in that market, just because of the way that market was growing and continuing to grow and the demographics were, were very favorable. We're still invested in those, but those aren't income investments, right? They're meant to be value add and then flip it and earn some return from that flip. And we also did a, a very small investment in a ground up apartment complex in Park City which seemed like a no-brainer to me too, and just based on locale and, and the growth in that area. And then a very small investment too in a medical office type of portfolio, so which seemed low risk as well. But none of those are income investments. That was my exposure. And I realized I'm putting all this money into either stocks or these types of really growth types of investments, but I'm not doing anything to rebalance it into getting me closer to my goal of not working so doggone hard and spending more time with my wife and my dog and traveling and doing things that we want to do as life experiences that we haven't done. It's partially that type of change in mindset. It was partially knowing with confidence that you guys had vetted these sponsors prior to even bringing them to us as potential investors. You're saying this is an opportunity to consider. And it's partially getting to a point in life where My dad used to tell me all the time, better get off the pot, son. You know, that's what he would say. That's where I was. It's like, it's time to do that. Either you got to make a decision. Are you going to start taking this seriously or are you just going to do what you've always done? That's what resonated for me. No, it's it's a very true statement. My dad's actually said the same thing to me before too. So it's, (laughs) I can resonate that quite a bit. Yeah. Well, and that was going to be kind of, might lead to my next question for you is, I mean, there are some people right now, but because... You turn on the news and you can't tell if it's a recession or if it's a boom time because the government says everything's great and we got the lowest unemployment ever. But then we got other people saying, hey, there's so much going on in the markets, real estate settling down, the stock market's not sure where it's going. There's a lot of uncertainties. There are several people watching this right now, maybe kind of like you were, where you're like, which, how do I, you know, where do I turn, right? Like, or is it even the right time right now? What would you say to them, knowing what you know now and having been in that place before? What would you say to somebody today that here in 2023, what would you say about investing right now? Yeah, it's a scary time in a lot of ways. But if you have a historical point of view to the markets and just to life in general, you realize every generation that preceded us has said the same thing for some reason, right? Mm -hmm. We always think our time is different, but really there isn't much new and different under the sky, under the sun, when it comes to the markets. Mm-hmm. And there's always risk. There's risk associated with any investment. I'll give you a perfect example. Like, what did I do right before the Ukraine war started? I invested in Russia <laughs> in a fund, in an ETF. Well, hey, that was a brilliant idea. And then the fund got locked by the government. You couldn't trade on it and then lost every dime I put in there. You live and learn. It is, that's just the nature of life. And I, have learned too with these investments that we're talking about today, the type of investments that you and your team bring forward, you have to have patience. They don't pay out from day one. They're not going to, you know, it doesn't work that way. It's not the structure of the investment. You have to have some trust. You have to have some patience. And as an example, we made, and I was talking to you just before we came on, we made Last year, we invested in three of mineral portfolios as well as their debt fund. The debt fund is just steady fixed income. 
which is guaranteed, but the mineral investments are just now starting to pay out. Two of them, and one of them's too new to pay out yet. But last month, we saw some a nice bump for the first time, starting to feel like, oh, this is getting real now. We did another you know, turnkey investment, real estate investment with through Melissa Hamaker and her husband. I don't know what they're branding themselves as now. I haven't seen that. And then we also did car wash portfolio through PassiveIncomeInvesting.com. You know, we've done those six investments through Money Ripples, uh, bringing those to us. And they're all at different stages, right? It's just something that's, you got to have some patience and realize this is going to build and it's going to, over time, it'll accumulate the uh, monthly income that you're looking for. Still picking our spots. We want to do some other things. You invested in land, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We got lots of those things. Yeah. We're on the waiting list for uh, getting into land. I'm really looking forward to trying to do that. At some point, you got to take the plunge and have some faith. And then once you see, you start to see the rewards come out of that, it makes it easier. And that's a great point because even somebody decides to get off the pot, say next year, they may still have to wait another six months before they actually see some real results. And that's after it's they've already be next year. gone and got yeah. comfortable, got to know those operators or those people doing those deals. I mean, you might be yeah. waiting another year. So you might be exactly. waiting a year and a half, two years if you just keep delaying, keep procrastinating, where even if you took action right now, you could be easily waiting until late 2023 before you exactly. actually start to see that money coming in and getting that momentum that most people are missing out on right now. The other thing that helped me, at least, is I did a little bit of analysis on, okay, well, what's our net worth and how much money do we really need? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you make some assumptions. There's tools out there that can help you model, obviously, based on how long you think you're going to live and how you want to spend your money and quote unquote retirement. You're going to front load that spending. You're going to back load it. How much do you want to save and pass on? All those kinds of things you can model, right? And do some projections. And I did that. And it gave us an intelligent way to look at the reality of the situation and feel more comfortable that we have enough money. You know, that's not the issue. The issue is what are we doing with it? to earn the income so it's working for us to live versus me and my wife working a job to continue to earn more income to live. That's the shift in mindset. Really kind of got us over the hump. Yeah, that's a good point. By the way, yeah. congratulations to your wife. You guys will be able to get her to retire by the end of this year, sounds like. And Yeah, sooner the better. <laughs> <laughs> she probably feels the same way, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she likes to do artwork and she does encaustic art. I don't know if you're familiar with that medium, but it's wax-based. It's really cool. But she wants to do that full-time and I keep telling her, do it. I mean, she's selling her stuff on Instagram and that way, but and Facebook, but make it a business if you want to make it a business or just have fun with it, whatever you want to do. That's what gives her joy. And I know you're kind of at the point too, you're not really looking just to retire. You're looking to be work optional because you love what you do as well. But It's nice to know you have that option to work or not to work. Exactly. We started thinking more about what are some life experiences that we haven't achieved, not the right word, but experience. (laughs) Things that we want to do that we haven't experienced. A good example would be my wife wants to walk the Camino de Santiago in Spain and Portugal, right? The famous walk or some part of it at least. Well, I'm 62 years old At, at some point and I keep in shape, but at some point, I'm going to be too old to even want to do that. And that's not that far in the future, probably. Is it realistic to think you can put that off to your 75, 80 and still be healthy enough to do it? That's a gamble, right? I'd rather do it now. You know what I'm saying? So it's starting to think about that. What are the things that we would 
could wait to do later in life when you're potentially less mobile, but still able to do it versus the things that you'd want to take advantage of now while you're still healthy and perfectly fit enough to do those kinds of things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my bucket list items as well. You know, you got to yeah. block off that good minimum 30, 40 days just to yeah. do that. You want to do the entire walk, right? All the way to the Portugal coast. And Yeah. Oh. There was a good article in the New York Times that I read, but he's done it twice. Yeah. He's probably about my age or maybe a little bit younger, but he's done it twice. And he did it recently with his son who is just graduated high school, I think, or in college. And he said it, he was talking about how it was such a life changing experience to do that with his son and his son after the walks they did the whole thing i think his son said that's the only 10 out of 10 life experience i've ever had dad wow it was like wow that's pretty cool so yeah (laughs) that's incredible yeah i love it well eric i appreciate being on such great value so many good nuggets of wisdom you have here especially with what you've experienced already what would be like one last piece of advice you give to people here i would say do what you love. Time, life is short and um, it goes faster. It seems like the older we get and do what you love. Otherwise, what's the meaning? You know, completely agree. Yeah. Well, Eric, again, appreciate your time on today and great experiences, of course. Yeah. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Hopefully somebody will get some benefit out of what we've chatted about. Guaranteed. I can already tell. (laughs) I look forward to meeting some of the Ripplers in San Antonio at the conference. Same here. Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> yeah Thank you. So, so everybody yeah i mean it, i love the advice it says you can either just you know keep sitting or get off the pot right that's really what it's about it's you have the choice you have the power you have the control to do it when it feels right go for it even if it's scary that leap it might be worth it you never know so anyways guys obviously you can always reach out to us if you have any questions moneyripples.com go and make it a wonderful and prosperous week and we'll see you later Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.